It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Okay, finally tracked him down. You know why it took a while to get uh, Cameron George today? When I when I said, could you come and chat to me? He is the happiest man I've spoken to in such a long, long time. Happy because you're home, right, Cam? Well, that's part of it, Steve, but it's just happy because, um, you know, things are going really well at work and being home is a huge driver to that, but having really good people working in different jobs across the, uh, you know, across the board now, um, they're really committed and uh, the players are really responding, so it's oh, really good. come on. That was such a CEO line. You're just damn happy to be home, right? Come on. Yeah. Oh, shit, yeah, mate. I'm happy to be home. Don't worry about that. I'm, uh, no, very happy. But, you know, it's all... It's, I wouldn't be as happy as this if things weren't going as well. So uh, just really happy to be back with our fans. Yeah, this this is this is incredible because I, I read across the ditch and you'll have some understanding of what's going on that because the collective bargain agreement has not yet been agreed to, uh, there are a number of clubs who are saying to their players, well, you know, if you don't want to do anything for the NRL right now, don't do it. Dragons have done it. Sharks have done it. What's the position of the Warriors? Well, thankfully, we've already had our media day. Uh, we did that last week, and our players all participated in that and fulfilled all of our obligations we, re- we needed to. Um, look, it, it's a difficult situation. Uh, it's the club's perspective. You know, we're in a, we've agreed with the NRL on, on terms of our funding position, and it's it's now between you know the RLPA being the players' representative body and, and the NRL uh, around a number of moving parts to the CBA. So. Um, look, we've been advised by the NRL what the salary cap is and also what the club funding is. And, um, you know, that, that's us. We're, we're sort of just sitting now and waiting for the debate to be finalised through the players and the NRL. And obviously it's been escalated in the last week or so, but hope to God they uh, they sort it out quick because the game doesn't deserve it. We've had a hard enough time over the last couple of years as it's been. Okay, so as far as you are concerned, can you just confirm this? You're, you and your players are comfortable with the situation as it stands with the collective bargain agreement. So you've had no players come to you and say, hey, Cam, I'm just a bit, you know, I'm not happy about this. You're, you're moving forward knowing what the salary cap is and all is well. Yeah, well, hang on. There's a number of parts to it. So the players obviously sit under the RLPA uh, banner. Yes. And that's their representative body. So the players and, and, and our club certainly don't have a problem with each other. And, and I, I assume that's the same at every other club. It's the players alone with a number of moving parts with the NRL. So the salary cap's been set by the NRL and the club funding has been set yep. to about 95% from the NRL. Now, there are a number of other aspects to the CBA which hasn't been agreed upon between the players and the NRL, and that's around retirement funding, it's around okay. medical coverage, it's around another other, a number of other elements to their particular part of the deal. Now, that's what's still in negotiation. Now, clearly the players have taken it to the point where they haven't been getting uh, the momentum or haven't been getting the answers that they wish to have to conclude that ne- negotiation, 
and they're taking this action. So that's between the players and the NRL, the players and the clubs. Mate, um, you know, we're all, everyone's working hard to try and start the season off as best we can and we're all getting on like a house on fire. Do, do you feel that now that the team is back home and, and the mood that you are seeing and the mood that you are feeling as well might bode well for a good start to the season? Look, we, we, we've got everything in our favour now to be not looking over our shoulders at what's wrong. We've got everything. We've invested heavily in pathways and development. Across the board, we've made significant change in our coaching structure. Uh, we've bought inexperience. We've bought experience. We've bought Kiwis, Australians, all with winning attitude and understanding what it looks like and giving them to the players to work with. And the players are responding. We've got a great roster. Uh, we've got a number of players across the roster that are adding tremendous value. Dylan Walker, Mitch Barnett, Tamati Martin, all of those guys, Marada Neokora, they're adding value to a squad that we had that was always developing over the last couple of years. So very excited, very keen to start the year off well, and we've got no excuse not to. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned Dylan Walker, Cameron, because culture is a big thing. I know we throw culture around very, well, all too easily sometimes, and you talk about experience. What have you seen early on from Dylan Walker that you like and what he is bringing to the organisation? Well, he's the world's worst winner. <laughs> when he wins, he gives it to everyone else for losing. And when he loses something, he gives it to everyone else about winning. And um, he's got that competitive streak in him that he wants to win everything, whether it's table tennis, whether it's a tackle technique, whether it's wrestling. And that is infectious. That is, you've got to earn everything. You've got to own it. And he's bringing that in bucket loads. And Mitch Barnett's another one. He, uh, you know, there's no soft defence in Mitch. He, whether it's a drill or whether it's a 13 on 13 on the park, he's putting his shoulders square and hard. And that's what our players need. It uplifts training. It uplifts the appetite to be better. And uh, these guys, that's why you sign them for, to come into your team and improve those parts. And they're doing it every day as they come to work. And, you know, you've got someone like Charles Nicholkostad at the back, probably one of the top three defensive pullbacks in the competition. Um he mightn't score the flashiest tries all the time, but I tell you what, he can organise a structure to save plenty. And that's that's what Canberra saw during his tenure there. And that's what we want. So there's a lot of ups. Uh, we just need everyone to get on board and go after it from the start this year. Mate, hearing you talk about Mitch Barnett uh, reminds me so much of when a, a guy called Kevin Campion came to the club before your time and had the same effect. It was like there are there are no excuses. There are no shortcuts. No, not at all. Like, I've got to know Kevy very well over the last few years, and it's exactly right, um, Steve. It's, it's, it's a replica. His toughness, his attitude towards training, his commitment to trying to do a right. He's come here to do a job, and that's to win the premiership. He hasn't come here to be a, an NRL player. He was already doing that and being well paid to do so, very close to his hometown at Newcastle. Um, so he's brought his lovely wife and little little son over to New Zealand, he's come here to do a job for our fans and that's to win a premiership and he's not losing that opportunity, he's going to make it every post a winner. We had uh, Jazz Tavanga here on SENZ the other day and he mentioned, and I don't know whether you can tell me this or not, but there is a young prop who uh, may be out for the season. Uh, yeah, um, young Lingy, uh, Kipu, he's, he's uh, done an injury to his foot 
fixed centre that we're still working through. Yeah. Uh, so that's unfortunate, but that's that's footy as well, you know. Um, we understand those things can happen, but look, at this point in time, uh, we don't know the extent of it in terms of the layoff. But yeah, he certainly foots in a moon boot and um, we're working through that as we speak. But, you know, touch wood, you know, this time last year, we were in a lot worse situation with players recovering from a lot of off-season surgeries and being out for long extended periods of time. Uh, but we're in really good shape here. They've been training really, really hard. Uh, when I watched them yesterday, and they really got hammered. Um, <laughs> and that's happening a lot more. And, you know, Webby's philosophy is make better decisions when you're tired. You know, you'll go home happy every day, but you'll be tired. And every day that we work hard is a day closer to being better. And, um, you know, he's really driving that through his training, through his environment, in the locker room, uh, and, and the people we're signing to our club have got to bring that attitude as well. When you got home for the first time and settled back into your home routine, what did you realise was the one thing you missed most? The people, the club, um, the fans, the members, the sponsors. Um, while we've been on the road for the last three seasons, it's, everything's been temporary. You know, we've had you know mini yeah. marquees as offices. We've had gyms we've had to share with the public. We've had um, you know fields we had to get off by a certain time for junior league teams to come and train. Then we got relocated. Then we got relocated. Then we got relocated. So we haven't had any permanency around our our life. And like us all, whether you're in footy or whether you're in other other roles or anywhere in life in general, if you don't have that stability, you can't get momentum in what you're trying to achieve. And uh, whilst it you know, it, it has had an impact on us. We should have performed better. I've got no doubt about that. But that's the thing that as soon as we came back, we realised that a deep breath needs to be taken. We're home. Let's get on with it now. We set about in 2020 with three teams in the NRLW in the competitions. Uh, that all got taken away from us. We've had to reset and, re- and, and reintroduce some of those teams this year and we'll build them up over the next couple of years. Are you still a bit dirty that other teams haven't basically said thank you by having a couple more of their home games here? Oh, yeah. I think the game the game deserves it. New Zealand Rugby League deserves it. The fans deserve it. Um, and sports fans in general deserve it. But, you know, I also understand that the, the, a lot of clubs have commitments and so on that they have to fulfil. But, um, you know, one good thing is the All-Stars here... Um, you know, you never know what could happen over the next couple of years. But I felt for the fans more than anyone because they've missed out on it so much. But um, I'll keep chipping away in the background. You never know. Someone might pop up and we get some extra games sometime. Yeah, you keep doing that, mate. I think the most important thing, season's not too far away and you're going to be busier than ever, which I know you love. I bet you that first beer tasted good, right? Coming back home. <laughs> always, always. <laughs> Can't wait for the season, mate. Can't wait to see you. I just can't wait to welcome everyone back to our games and have some fun. So um, the boys are looking forward to it. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate the time, Cameron. Thank you.